The Black Star is back by order of the Peaky Blinders. Welcome into our spoiler-free podcast, breaking down every single episode of this 1920s family gang drama on Netflix and BBC. I'm your host, Daniel Gilman. And I'm Josh Levy. This is episode four of season four. Daniel, we have officially hit the home stretch. We're almost to season five, getting it out before Netflix you know, releases uh, all of all of season five for all of you guys who haven't been able to watch it. And so let's uh let's crank these out for the fans. Here we go. Our rewatch continues. It's called Dangerous, the name of the horse that uh May has stolen from uh stolen name, not the horse, from an old uh Epson winner from the early eighteen hundreds. Before we dive in, go like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash peaky podcast. Subscribe, rate us, review us. Follow us on Twitter at By Order of Peaky and send us some feedback via email at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. This episode got an 8.8, Josh. I, I thought it was a little bit of a, of a place setter. Felt like a, a, a pencil pusher for the next one. Obviously, it leads straight into the cliffhanger with Tommy getting uh, followed by the Italians. Michael not letting him, uh, not not telling him that, he, you know, that there's have a plan basically letting Tommy go to die by saying, have a good weekend, and then Polly watching it as the episode finishes. And the description says, the mafia try to lure one of the Shelbys into a trap. Tommy is visited by an old flame, who is Mae Carlton, and Lizzie receives unexpected news. Josh, guess what? She's up the Swanee. Oh, she's up the Swanee. It's crazy because little, little Charlie is going to have a brother. Yep, and a half-brother at that. And so this is, first off, a big episode for Mrs. Ross. She's the mom that we mentioned last episode of the, of the kid that Arthur killed seasons ago. She shows up at Tommy's office, says that it's, it's going to be her son's 21st birthday. She wants to hold a gathering, and uh, she thought, it would, she thought it, would, it would be right to invite Arthur. And this has, like, trap written all over it from Tommy, and Tommy knows it from the beginning. Not, not obvious or anything. That's what I wrote in all caps. So they plan for the ambush, but it doesn't happen. Instead, it's a decoy, and the Italians go to Michael, but Luca fires an empty gun into his head, signifying that they can get to him at any time, and Luca has a deal with Polly. Just, Luca is diabolical in a Tommy Shelby sense. He is very, very, very smart. I mean, planting the decoy, you know, trying to, you know, skirt around something that, like, I was like, this is so obvious. There's no, there's, there, there's no way that... Like they're just gonna go out in the open and risk this because it's not gonna work with uh, Mrs. Ross, the uh, mother of, of the boxer, which was a great callback by Stephen Knight to like plant that seed and make it you know sprout into something, an actual storyline. And she's just like she's 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 not very good at her job. She's pretty obvious about it. Yeah, she was she was bad. She got kicked out of her apartment too. Arthur gave it to Finn later after she like could not take the heat. And, uh, and Michael had to make a, a split-second decision once Tommy shows up and says, what happened? And, and he has to choose between his mom, Polly, and his uncle, Tommy, who I'm sure he, he, is, he reveres and he admires and he's a huge advocate of and, and is, is a role model to him. But he has to quickly say, you guys got here just in time. The gun misfired and, and you, know, you just missed him. But he didn't say that there's a deal. He didn't say any of that. And then later, when Polly reads the tea leaves of a drunk Lizzie who's pissed that May showed up, Polly obviously tells her that she's, you know, pregnant and to stop drinking uh, hard liquor and start drinking stout. But then 
Polly finds a day that Tommy's open and puts a black star in his planner. They've got a deal going because the black star only means one thing, right? What? It's when he it's when he fucked over Billy Kimba and didn't tell anyone but Grace. That's what I thought. That's that's honestly I was I was like that was that was the day that he fucked over Billy Kimber because he had that day marked yep. for a while. So so this is gonna be the day that he fucks over Luca Changretta and I guess Michael in the process. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole situation with Michael and Polly and Tommy is is wild and the way that it transpired and like how they're kind of just like playing to Luca Chan like Luca Changretta is getting everything he want wants by you know setting a rift within the family you know he, he got he like went from inside and just trying to just like tear it in from the inside like that so but michael man it's just crazy He's sitting in the hospital bed did you think that he was gonna get shot 100 percent, like 100 percent. yeah so i was just like i was i was fully convinced that the, that that bullet was gonna be in the gun and he was gonna be blown to pieces yep and there was and luca's like you know when when you have a hat a hat on the bed it's bad luck it's bad luck kid where i come from and then he's like, maybe that's what it was. Maybe you got lucky when I sent my men for you. He's he's just like, I don't know like where he's going. He's he's not a wild card in like the Alfie sense, but he's a wild card in the sense that like he's he's thinking differently, you know. Well, he trusts Polly. That's the thing, and and so they've got this deal, and that's where he's going with it. So he's not going to kill Michael in the process. Although, if I'm Luca, is it worth sacrificing your word that you're going to kill all the Shelbys and all the Grays just to get Tommy? Wouldn't you think that you're cocky enough that you're going to get them anyways? But or do you think Luke is starting to get hesitant after Arthur's killed a couple of them, Abraham Gold's killed a couple of them? Maybe he's like, you know what, fuck it, let's just get Tommy and get out of here. I think I I think a combination of both, to be honest, because like he has someone on the inside that he thinks is like being used in his favor. He'll have that as like an asset to take down Tommy Shelby. So you have that on the one hand. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you have that on one hand, but. I don't know. I just feel like we're, he's slipping away a little bit in sense in like the terms of his brains. You mentioned last episode that his henchmen aren't the smartest. I'm starting to feel like Luca may not be the brightest bulb in the basket, even when even though his mom is a teacher. There's two other main storylines. May, who didn't who didn't see Tommy last time she came. She just came to pick up the horse. May is uh is reuniting with Tommy at the canal. Right, and he takes her through the uh, gin distillery, and he has got a lot of gin, and she tries it, and it's it's all right. It's okay. That's it. But it was nice to see May again, man. She's she's looking good. Tommy uh, doesn't get his way, though, because Tommy lies about a, a, a train strike and forces May to stay the night, but she doesn't want to stay the night. She tries his gin. She says hi to Lizzie. They have a little bit of a flex there with, uh, with Lizzie and May because Lizzie calls her out for being glamorous and shiny, and Tommy only likes shiny things for a little bit. And then May leaves a blank check to the Shelby Foundation that Lizzie later fills with like a... 10 50 50 grand and then uh may strikes right back lizzie strikes right back lizzie's obviously pissed about it but may won't have sex with tommy so uh so tommy goes at it and you know what i think we've all been where tommy's been right now he thought he he thought he had an easy lay he needed this with may he hasn't had it in a while and then he bites like a horse she goes you bite like your horse tommy's like whatever you can catch your train now and she's like i thought there was a strike and he's like i i cannot i cannot be blamed for my bad and so later in the night, he just plans for a date with Jesse Eden. I did like how a uh, typical, like, older man with nothing to do, he's basically on house arrest, just decides to start up a gin distillery run by, like, helped out by Alfie. It's, it's a hobby. It's a hobby for him, and it's also a way to... No, he says it, but he says it's not a hobby. <laughs> he's like, I don't, have, I don't have time for hobbies. He doesn't have time for anything in, in general besides the business, but... 
yeah, he 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 wants a second opinion, and may and may and may gives him that. It's it is like a midlife crisis kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then he, someone gets the idea into Tommy's head that maybe the communists will win, and I don't know if it's De- Devlin or May, I don't remember, but he's like, you know what, maybe. Maybe they might win. So he decides to hedge his bet at the end of the episode and have Ada go take Jesse Eden for a beer, inviting her for dinner. And Ada gets a little bit too much Shelby. She's like, the, the bartender's like, we don't allow women to drink. Uh, uh, nev- never mind. Never mind, Ada. And she's yeah. like, yeah, fuck yeah, never mind. Get me some, <laughs> get me some whiskey on, on ice. And he's like, we're out of ice. And he's like, we've officially looked into your place for a lack of ice. And she's like, Jesse Eden's like, shook. Not a big fan of that. Also, notice how Jesse Eden drinks beer and like isn't about like whiskey and stuff. Just like she's, just, it's just like a testament to like her personality. Like you can tell how people's personalities are by by the way, like what drinks they 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 have. And so, she she just has a fat old beer, and it was it's it was just kind of funny to me. What do you think, um, Aberama Gold drinks? Oh, Aberama Gold drinks pure 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 whiskey. Nope, I'm going moonshine. Oh, okay. No, that's a great call. Right? Great call. He's definitely a moonshine. He's definitely guy. making his own moonshine for sure. Oh yeah. He's uh, what you know who he is? Um, fuck. Wow, what a blank. He drinks the horns, the horns milk in uh, the end of Game of Thrones. Uh, Tormund. Tormund Giant Spade. Giant Spade. Giant Spade. Yeah, yeah. He is Tormund. He is Tormund for sure. So the golds are all ready to kill Luca, and we're going to end the season in a, in, a, in a great blaze of flurry. But no, of course, they can't kill him, even though he's a sitting duck in the middle of that bridge that they set up. They get two of them, though, and, and Abraham is happy about that. And Bonnie is, is you know warming up and boxing in front of a, of a professional coach trainer who says that he's ready and ready to sign off on him. And then you know right away, we see that he's going to be fighting the Goliath from Camden Town, as Tommy talks to him in Romany and says, you're going to be the champion of the world. And then at the end of the episode, the only other thing that really even happened in this episode was Alfie appearing in the uh, shit-smelling, pig-smelling, unkosher small heath. He's honking forever, waiting for Tommy to show up. He's like, is anyone even awake, mate? Is, is the boxer awake? And, uh, and then he's like, I hear you've got Italians. Basically, like they were like an STD. Think you won't get away from Tommy's like, I'd watch out about those Italians because uh, they're going to come up to London because they realize we don't really have weapons. We trust each other. They, they might take over everything. And he asks Alfie what side he's on. And Alfie's like, mate, how could, I, how could you ask me that? It's like, come on, Jesus. He, he's been asked that so many times. I mean, I remember you, you throw back to Michael saying, Alfie, what fucking side are you on? I think that was in season three. Yeah, for sure, season three. And... He, his word is 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 not is not a thing. There's no such thing as as Alfie's word, and Alabama Gold, you know, says who who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? He's just like same old Alfie, man. His eczema's getting bad, but you know, same old Alfie. And so, who is Alfie? What? Who is Alfie? He's got a great little monologue. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he says, "I am the uncle, the protector, the promoter of the godless." Returned by Satan out of fear of his awkwardness. He's just like, he's so poetic. Goliath is so big, he's talking about this fucking monster nephew of his that he is pimping out to for this for this big boxing match. And this is what's going to line up to probably be like the, the biggest thing of this season. Obviously, aside from Tommy's showdown next episode, because it ends, it ends with, uh, with a cliffhanger. Probably our first 
mid-season cliffhanger in a while because this show is not meant for Netflix. It's not like a Stranger Things where they want you to just click the next episode right away because that's not how it works for weekly stuff. But this one, imagine sitting on this for five, six, seven days waiting as Tommy leaves the hospital. Michael wants to say something but doesn't. Tommy wants to say something back but doesn't. And Luca and his goons are right behind him as Polly watches and the episode ends. And the only other thing that I have to mention in this, which is a super weird thing that I did not catch my first two times watching, is for the second time this season, okay, we get a random reference that Linda's mom was a bad person. It is interesting because, you know, it's always like, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree and, you know, some things are genetic and inherited and, like, she's right. kind of she's, she's kind of being a little, little sus right now. Linda's being a little sus. Last episode, when she goes to, to join the, the, the women helping out, you know, doing the betting... One of the one of them, I think Lizzie's talking to Tommy or Polly's talking to Tommy and says, you know, sooner or later, you know, she could turn into her mother. And in this episode, it's Mrs. Ross who's talking to Arthur in that in that standoff scene in the beginning. And he's like, she's like, I heard you found Jesus from the light of your wife. And he's like, yes, she's changed me forever. And she's like, well, I heard her mother is, you know, one of the one of the bad apples in the bunch, essentially. And we're like, yeah, what? It, Who? We, we don't. I mean. Josh and I have seen five seasons, and, and like this has not been addressed. Well, then her 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 father must have been the, a phenomenal, you know, little man who believed <laughs> in Jesus and loved everything. Or a big man, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't know why it's a little man, but he's he was just probably just like a very gentle, kind-hearted man, and her and her mom was just the devil. Winners and losers. You go ahead with your winner. My winner of this episode is Lizzie because she's of the Swanee. With Tommy's kid, she's pregnant with Tommy's kid, and finally, you know, like it's she's got the meal ticket. Yeah, things are coming together for her, so she's got the golden ticket to uh, to Tommy Shelby's hot. All right, my winner are both of the golds who also have a bit of a meal ticket. Abarama has clearly has a little bit of trust from Tommy, who's willing to, you know, sell the uh, the the sale of uh, of the murder, whatever you want to call, however you want to like call getting a contracted kill. Hitman. And then he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't get the job done at first, but he still gets two of them, and he gets paid because there were no casualties. And then Bonnie. Bonnie's lined up to be the the prodigal son. If he can pull off this David versus Goliath win, then uh, the golds are going to be rolling in some gold here. And so I, I think I think the two of them had had an episode to uh, to remember. As my loser is someone who lost everything. She lost her self respect. In my opinion, she kind of lost her connection to god here mrs ross because what she did was super unbiblical it was super unholy she was maddening she was like her, the look in her eye was like of the, of the devil she was she was scary revenge is something for the devil's you know followers super annoying too and so that like that just that's just annoying so there there's there's mine so mrs uh mrs ross see ya yeah and i mean that's gonna lead into my loser who i think we just had a rough 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 episode and that's michael michael was he he had he had to you know decide and basically betray Tommy in this episode and you know we we, we see it and and it's curious I'm curious to see where where, where that's gonna this this whole entire like ordeal with Michael and Polly and Tommy is gonna get him so Polly pushes he's my loser for he's but he's my loser for having to make that yeah decision. but he his first decision with her is to say no like let's 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 not do this let's not do this to Tommy and she just keeps pushing. She keeps pushing and pushing, and then just for like, just for us to realize that Tommy knew all along, and it was a plan between Polly and Tommy shows that, to be honest, Polly, uh, Polly might be the worst mom ever. 
she's the worst and she's not loyal and I'm just pissed off at her. But and Michael's Michael's collateral damage right now and I feel bad, so he's my loser. Yep, poor guy. Also, he had to face the the, the barrel of a gun thinking he was gonna die and he probably pooped his pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I said that we thought he was he was dead. We thought he. Yeah, I mean, we thought he was gone, dude. And so he like that's petrifying. Probably he's gonna have a little uh. We'll get a little uh, PTSD for a little bit after that when he uh, hears the sound of a gun. Yeah, I've got one nitpick, but it's pretty broad. I don't know if you have any specific ones. It just like wasn't my favorite episode. That's just like my general nitpick. Upon doing the uh, outline, this episode was a little too scattered. Yeah, it was just it all was. over the place. It it didn't really have any uh, any overlying theme. the 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 title of the episode was dangerous, which like I guess is a twofold. Where like everyone's filled with danger with these ambushes and these and these things and also the name of the horse but that one didn't didn't really connect with me 8.8 on imdb is pretty high this one's somewhere in like the 8283 range for me it just 8.8 which means that they thought this episode was better than the last episode which got an 8.7 which is just ludicrous in my opinion yeah wow it's just like i mean i guess i, I guess the end of the episode got pretty intense but I mean, it's setting up for a really good episode next episode with that cliffhanger. So I'm I'm excited to break down for uh, 4.5. Penultimate's next, and for those who are watching live, thanks for listening. We're gonna head into our spoiler section now called Grace's Secrets, when uh, Josh and I can divulge some secrets that we know that you guys don't, unless you've seen it all. So turn it off. Thanks for listening. Tune in to 4.5 when we release it. Make sure to review us, rate us on uh, iTunes or whatever it's called, the Apple Podcast app now, the Purple app. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. So now, welcome into Grace's Secret. Two things. Only really two things that we need to talk about. Actually, three. First, my first question, do you think we're ever going to see Mae Carlton again? Because uh, we don't see her, right? No more. She no might more come lie. into the uh, picture as just so, as a, you know, a callback for something, but she's never going to be involved in like some serious business. But I mean, I mean, because and, and Tommy like and her are just strictly like they both are attracted to each other, and so now that Tommy's like with Lizzie and and, and all, like I don't think he's gonna stray away, and May Carlton's gonna come back into the picture for him, unless it's like for a business transaction. Okay, so that's one. Number two, this Jesse Eden thing, and, and I mean, like it's getting hot and heavy. They're gonna have sex either next episode or in the finale. They're gonna have that cute little date when Charlie and uh, and Curly are the are the Mater D's. I feel like she sees the old Tommy, and that's just not him anymore. He's just not like that. Because she's heard the legend of the old Tommy, and so she's like, she's she. It's yeah. imagine Tommy, but with all those characteristics of like eighteen year old Tommy. Like that's a dream boy. I can't imagine like a nice Tommy, a nice and gentle Tommy. I cannot imagine it. So it's just I'm I I would be very curious to see Killian Murphy play like a nice and gentle Tommy. We saw it for like 30 seconds, the first night him and Grace spent together when he said like be with me forever, save me, all that stuff. What if we like had a flashback that wasn't just like a war flashback and it was like a flashback of like young Shelby's. Yeah, like the way that they did Chris Evans in uh in Captain America where they yes. like, make you make you look younger and smaller and scrawnier. Oh my god, that would be perfect. I'm all we're, in. We're writing Stephen Knight. We're doing it. but Not I mean, just that. No, let's just do a prequel. I'm down. Let's just do a podcast where we just act like we're doing a podcast to a prequel to a show that doesn't exist. We could talk about Greta. <laughs> oh, God. Greta, Greta, Greta Jirasi is the main character. Could you imagine young Arthur? Because, I mean, not even young Arthur would probably be like in his mid-20s. Or like a young John. Oh, my God. He probably, teenage, teenage John. And the, and the, the, 
the Changreta mother teaching them in school and what and slapping them on the ass and we're all in we're all fan in. fiction. Stephen Knight, we're booking it. All right, and the last thing here, and we've talked so much about the Polly situation, but more more over now that we like can really see it, but it's not really anything different than the last two episodes where we've just been roasting her. You have anything else to say about Polly, or else we're gonna wrap up this episode? Season five doesn't like depict Polly in. Like, like you don't feel her as like this bad person villain. You it's know, like you forget has. that she fucked over right. her son, right? And it's very weird. It's like it's like when I'm doing four four. I'm doing four four right now. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, we're not far off where we are after season five, where we were in season four, of her being a total bitch and snitch and like snake. Like we are not far off from that. Do you remember what she did to Michael in this finale of the season, or do you not want me to remind you so that you could be kind of surprised when you watch four point six? When I what just don't say it yet because so we, we don't like ruin we don't ruin four five and six or five and six for everyone who's doing the rewatch. Okay, so it's just interesting to look at what Polly says to Michael in the very last scene of them together this season, and then I'll be curious to watch five point one when we redo the 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 outline for you guys with spoilers coming up soon and see how their their dynamic changes when Michael goes over to America. So you know we're gonna keep uh, we're gonna keep grinding these out for you guys. Hopefully you're enjoying them. I know the fourth season four ones are shorter, but Josh and I, if we're being honest, we're just trying to wreck it out so that we can get it to you before the season five drops on Netflix. But uh, this one was just just a short, just episode that didn't have. This episode was man, and I mean five and six are great, 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 great television. I mean three three was phenomenal television. Those might be an hour podcast. Yeah, we might. We're gonna have lots of thoughts and lots of uh, insight into just our feelings after that because a lot goes on. I'm so ready for the shootout. I'm I haven't even seen it yet. The shootout was it was shootout was stressful. It's like it's like an Epsom style, you know, a scene where it's just like the whole like it's just it's just a wild the episode. So I I'm excited to bring All it. All right, down. keep an eye out for 4.5, 4.6 and the season 4 recap coming to you guys soon. We post it all on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast where you can message us your thoughts. Also you can email it to us at B-O-O-T blinders at gmail.com at by order of Peaky on Twitter, go down, just scroll down, take one second, rate us four, five, six, seven stars, however many you're allowed to. Leave us a review of what you guys think that we do well or we need to do better. We do look at those, so we will go and look at those now. Thanks for listening. He's Josh. I'm Daniel, and we binge, so you don't have to. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. <laughs> <laughs>